It's a human reaction. It's not surprising when we think that way. It's not surprising. There's really nothing wrong with it because Jesus heard it from Mary and Martha. Jesus probably heard it from others who were gathered there, other family members and friends of the family that were gathered there in mourning. He understands that we always want everything done on our time, in our way, on our schedule. Welcome to Tea with the Preacher, the message series from Fairfield Presbyterian Church in Mechanicsville, Virginia. Today is Sunday, March 26, 2023, the last Sunday in the season of Lent. Pastor Steve continues our Lenten series of Good Question with the reading from the Gospel of John, selected verses from chapter 11. Jesus delays before raising Lazarus from the dead, and Mary and Martha ask, Where is he? We uh, continue our series as Lent is coming close to a conclusion. It's hard to believe that next Sunday is Palm Sunday, then we're into into Holy Week, and we've been doing this series of sermons, hopefully asking good questions, or looking at good questions that are oftentimes asked. And this week, we're looking at a question, probably, if we're honest with ourselves, all of us have asked at some point in time in our lives. If we're being honest with ourselves, if we are being forthright about how we feel and how we experience things, if we are being truthful about how we have dealt with challenges, thank you, Grayson, in our lives, then this question is one that I'm sure, I'm sure all of us have asked at some point in time in our lives. The question is this, where is he? Where is he? That longing for the presence of Jesus in our lives, that longing to have God step in and do what we need God to do at that moment in time. And so we're going to look at a story, and it's in the 11th chapter of the gospel according to John. And I'm going to give you an assignment again this week. I want you to, to go home, and in between this service and coming back for the 4 o'clock service, how was that, Mike? Nice plug. In between the two services, I want you to read the whole chapter, the whole 11th chapter of the gospel according to John, because it's a wonderful story of Lazarus and Mary and Martha and Jesus' interaction with them and and how this all unfolds. So I'm only going to read portions of it, the first six or seven verses, and then I'll pick up again in the uh, 36th verse there. So uh, let's take a look at the gospel according to John in the 11th chapter. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, The sickness will not end in death. 
No, it is for God's glory so that the Son, God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Then we pick up in the 36th verse. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he have opened, who opened the eyes of the blind man, remember him, have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, Jesus said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there's going to be a bad odor, for he's been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Jesus said to him, take off the grave clothes and let him go. May the Lord bless this a portion from his holy word. Powerful story, is it not? But whenever we hear the name Lazarus, whenever we speak about Jesus and Lazarus, we immediately jump to the happy ending, don't we? We always think about Lazarus being one who was revived, resuscitated, whatever you might want to call it, but brought back from the dead by the healing words of Jesus. And we quickly jump to that point. But we forget what all transpired before that. We forget how difficult it must have been for Mary and Martha, their friend Jesus. And the gospel writer tells us that Jesus loved this family deeply. He loved Mary. He loved Martha. He loved Lazarus. He was a good friend to them. They had experienced a lot of things together. What Grayson reminded us of, the story of the uh, pouring of the uh, perfume and so on, they had gone through a number of times together. And they came to Jesus hoping that Jesus would work just one more miracle on their behalf. That Jesus would cure Lazarus of the sickness the illness that had him down and out at this point in his life. And they came to get Jesus and take him back, and, and Jesus stalled. He says, I got a little more work to do here, and then I'll be along. I'll be along. Don't you worry. God's going to do something that is going to glorify him. Don't you worry. Well, Jesus finished what he was doing, the ministry he was serving there. And then he headed off to Judea, to, to Bethany, to be with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And when he got there, they were gracious 
but ticked if you can be both things. They were gracious to Jesus, glad he was there, but, but you can tell from the conversation that if you go home this afternoon, you're going to read that. You can tell from the conversation that they really, really were a little upset with Jesus that he hadn't gotten there sooner. That he didn't come with them when they came to get him. Now, how many times in our lives, how many times in our lives have we wondered where Jesus is? How many times in our lives have we not sent up heartfelt prayers, asking God to do something for us and to do it as soon as possible? How many times in our lives do we get upset with God because God has not worked according to our plan and our schedule, doing things the way that we want God to do them? How many times in our lives have we been just like Mary and Martha, wondering why in the world is God not answering my prayers right now in the way that I'm asking God to answer them. Where is Jesus when I really need him? It's a human reaction. It's not surprising when we, when we think that way. It's not surprising. There's really nothing wrong with it because Jesus heard it from Mary and Martha. Jesus probably heard it from others who were gathered there, other family members and friends of the family that were gathered there in mourning. He understands that we always want everything done on our time, in our way, on our schedule. It's a very human, normal way to look at things. And Jesus understands that. But it's hard for us. It's hard for us to recognize that we really need to always trust God in every situation, in every time, and in every way. A number of years ago, I was at a conference and met a minister, a Methodist minister from Indiana. And he told us, a group of us who were sitting together, about something that had happened in his church. And I might have told some of you this story before. But something that happened in his church not that long before he came and was the, uh, one of the speakers at the conference that I was attending. In this church out there in Indiana, not a large church, 150, 200 members, something like that. They had a young teenage girl, 13, 14 years of age, who had cancer. And the church rallied around this young woman and her family. And they had all sorts of things that they did, tangible things, providing food for the family, car rides to the hospital that was quite distant, and, and they did everything they could. But the one main thing that that congregation did was they had prayer vigils. They had prayer vigils that, that they did every week, and then as her condition worsened, they, they started to meet 
every night, and then they had groups that met every morning, and they just prayed diligently, heartfelt, deep inside you kinds of prayers for the healing of this young woman. But sadly, she passed away. The cancer won. And the Sunday after, this young girl's funeral. In the morning service, one of the longtime members of the congregation asked if she could speak a word or two, and the pastor said, certainly. And she came up to the front, stood behind the pulpit, and she said, I want you to know I'm leaving this church. I cannot be a part of a church that does not have enough faith to pray hard enough and to pray sincerely enough, to pray well enough for a young girl to be healed from cancer. I cannot be a part of this church anymore. And she turned and she walked out that front door. Next Sunday, as the congregation was gathering, the mother of the teenage girl asked this pastor, whether she might have a word or two with the congregation that day. You can imagine the pastor's heart sinking, thinking that she's going to be upset and leaving the church as well. But she comes up to the front and she stands in the pulpit and she says, I want to thank all of you for your love, your prayers, your faithfulness to my daughter. She says, because of your prayers, because of your love, because of your faithfulness, I now know that my daughter is healed in a way that no physician could ever offer her. Jesus raised Lazarus from the grave. Not in Mary and Martha's timing, not in the timing that probably even Lazarus would have wanted. But in a time and in a way that glorified God and reminded everyone of God's power, God's love, God's grace, God's mercy. A love that is so powerful that not even death is stronger than that love. It's a hard lesson in life to think about the fact that God's ways are not our ways, that God's timing is not our timing. It's a hard lesson to learn that we always need to trust the one who loves us to care for us, to provide for us, to be there for us, even when we don't think that God is there. Will you pray with me? O oh God of grace, we do confess that we want you to do things in our time, in our way, Forgive us. Forgive us for doubting you. 
forgive us for asking where you are because we know that you are there with us every step along the way and that there's nothing more powerful than the love you have for each one of us and that not even death can quench that love we thank you in Jesus name amen Thank you for listening to Tea with the Preacher. To find more information about Fairfield, visit our website at fairfieldpcusa.org. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week. Jesus enters Jerusalem on the donkey, and we are left pondering, now what? If you like what you've heard today, we invite you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite listening app. 